Are you listening? Damn. Hey everyone, welcome to the Peak Podcast, a source of information, tools, tips, skills, lessons, stories, and mindset to help you reach your peak and beyond in fitness, relationships, your career, and so much more. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Peak Podcast. My name is Marco Augusto and today I'm going to be talking about the eight rules for life. Yes, it's actually the eight rules for a better life. This was um, an article that I wrote based upon the, uh, the 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson and a whole heap of other things that people people have done. I thought I'd I'd do similar, but mine is a a bit shorter, a bit simpler, and um, and yeah. So I thought I'd give that a go. I think it's a good time to do something like this because your values are important, and uh, having the wrong values can, especially at a time like this, can really put us at odds with other people. We need to work together. You know what I mean? So, uh, episode 71, eight rules for a better life. Asterisks, they're more like guidelines. And they are like guidelines. Who am I to tell you the rules for life, right? So, uh, the podcast, this episode, comes from an article of the same name, okay? So, this is... Based, loosely based on the, the article, right? It was also inspired by uh, John Romanello, Jay Ferrugia, coaches that I've followed for a long time. Um, I actually got coached by John Romanello uh, years ago. They did similar articles. Uh, Romans was Romans rule for, Rules for Success, Happiness and an Awesome Life. Highly amusing. And Jay Ferrugia had his 38... 39 ways to not be like everyone else. Both awesome articles, so I thought I'd do similar as well with this. And um, of course, you know, this comes about because we want to, it's awesome to look good, but then if we're someone with poor values, then what's the point? Okay, so I kind of wanted to do something beyond the training. Anyway. Enough of the intro. Let's get into it. Okay, so the first one. Exercise often, eat to stay, to stay lean and healthy long term. Most people are exercising to look awesome naked, which is absolutely fine. Okay, But looking good naked doesn't necessarily make your life better. Instead, we should be... Um, now, I often look at training from a whole life point of view, right? a whole system's point of view, as in making your life better, okay? Mental health, overall well-being, okay? So, apart from looking sexy, right, two reasons I believe why exercise is quite important. 
The first one is it makes you feel really good. Right? Sure, it sucks when you're doing it. And um, you always come back. Why do you always come back? Because directly after it's finished, you do feel good. Now, this doesn't last for the longest time. Probably doesn't last for the whole day. But if you can repeat it over and over, as in every day, every second day, then your overall outlook can change because you're feeling better for a longer amount of time in your life. You're just shifting that balance between feeling good and feeling kind of average, right? So that's good. Exercise makes you feel good. And um, as I kind of mentioned above, the second point is that it sucks at the time. There are plenty of things that we do that don't suck, that we do for pleasure, right? But they don't suck. You know, drugs, alcohol, sex, we buy useless things, right? They all feel good at the time. They provide pleasure straight away. But you don't really need to work hard. Sure, you work hard for money, but a lot of those things, like you don't make an effort for it. It's just pleasure. And it's short-term pleasure. Exercise, however, you only get the benefit of it after the hard work. Right, so you have to work for the pleasure, which makes it feel even better, which means that you feel even better in the long term. Right? Plus, it has a long-term benefit. Right? So sucking at the time, right, something being crappy at the time, actually helps you long term. So that's cool. What should you do with the exercise? I believe everyone should do at least two days of weight training. I know that people don't like the some people don't like the gym don't really like weight training i'm not talking about weight training say that you got really big muscles or that you're the strongest person in the world weight training is just important for your mindset for your strength for your overall health right so twice a day the other days do what you like right walking running swimming yoga pilates team sports rowing hiking mountain biking gymnastics tai chi gardening Cartwheels, whatever, okay? So, but I think you should do at least two days a week of weight training. That would be like 40 minutes each session. Um, The second part to this guideline, which is eating to stay lean and healthy, is about the nutrition, right? So, when I say eating to stay lean, I don't mean um, like eating to have a six-pack. Um, the opposite, I don't mean that you should have a beer gut as well, right? So you should have a lean stomach. You should not be carrying too much more weight than you need to, right? shouldn't be in the obese range, right? You should be a healthy weight range. Now, this is hard with nutrition because nutrition is really confusing especially compared to training right most um like when it comes to training we've pretty much got it down pat what you should do and even though there's new things coming up there's pretty much been a pretty good system what to do since the 1900s right really so nutrition is a little tougher but it's also like 
It's also important to understand that training itself puts a strain on the body. Okay, so so like we look towards those people with you know really big muscles, really big, you know, really performance, high level performance, which is good. That's fine if you want to do that. That's fine, but even that you don't need to do, right? Those people also put a massive strain on their body. What I'm talking about here is just eating for a healthy weight range. Right? I mentioned train weight training twice a week, which isn't that much, right? And then some other exercise, movement, and then eating for a healthy weight range. Right? Because the other side, eating for performance, eating you know to look muscly and all that, that also puts a big strain on your body, right? Really, as we get older, as a guide, as you get older, your clothing size shouldn't really change that much. Your pants size really shouldn't change that much. The only change should come when you are, uh, for someone who's pregnant, women when they're pregnant, obviously their clothing change is going to, their clothing size is going to change. Also, people who have goals, right, like adding muscle, right, then their clothing size will change. But if you don't have specific goals like that, you really shouldn't be eating, uh, adding that much weight, sorry. If so, you're either not moving enough and or eating too much. Okay, so eating healthy, what does that mean? Or eating to stay lean. The greatest portion of your diet is vegetables and some fruits, okay? You're limiting processed foods. You're not drinking alcohol that often or in big amounts. You eat slowly and mindfully. Okay, so that is eating to stay lean. All right, uh, rule number two. I call it rule, but like I said, it's guideline. Catch up with friends often. So uh, Bonnie Ware. She wrote a book. She was a a palliative care nurse. And she wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And she, one of the uh, regrets was um, people didn't catch up with their friends enough. Didn't see their loved ones enough. And it, it makes sense, right? If you think back to some of your most enjoyable times, it's likely with another person. Right? might be with the partner, which is good. So you see them a lot. That's good. But a lot of those would be with friends. And then you, as you, we get older, we don't catch up with those friends enough, which is a real shame. In fact, losing connection to other humans is one of the reasons that uh, Johan Hari, in his book, uh, Lost Connections, he actually says that that's one of the reasons why people become depressed because they're disconnected from other people. It's understandable. Work gets in the way. I've done it as well, especially with this business. I love the business. I work hard in the business. I enjoy what I do. But does it really matter? Does that thing that I want to do really matter? Probably not. It'd probably be better to catch up with friends, right? to appreciate that time with them. Because we know life's short. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's about catching up with friends. It's about letting them know 
you love them, they are appreciating that time with them. You can't take anything for granted, right? You can't take this for granted. So basically each week, contact at least one friend that you haven't spoken to for a while, haven't seen for a while. If you can see him face to face, awesome. As I'm recording this, um, we're in coronavirus situation, so face to face is hard. It might have to be a Zoom call, but catch up with friends often. And tell them that you love them. All right, rule number three, guideline number three, I should say. Get sun and see more nature. It's amazing to think that before all this went down, we basically went from our homes, hopped in a steel can with wheels, drove to the office, spent eight hours in the office, hopped back in that steel can, then went home. Everything artificial, everything created. Not bad, but everything is created. There's no, there's nothing natural there. Why should we spend time in nature? Firstly, perspective. Nature is grand, yet it is simple. In nature, we are just part of the scenery. We're not creating anything, we're not changing anything, we are just part of the world. This is a reminder, by the way, because we've fooled ourselves into believing that we can control everything. And we can't. And if we think we can, but we can't, we're kind of thrown off by that. Whereas if we can go into nature and just realise that we're not in control, that we're just part of nature... It just gives us that perspective. Right? We don't have control of everything. We control a few things. There are a few things we control, but nature will do its own thing. The next reason is calm. Right? We have access to so much information at our fingertips. You are listening to me who recorded this before you're listening to it on electronic devices, right? We need circuit breakers right we need things to calm ourselves and nature calms especially if it's a calm day you can imagine if it's a calm day then you step outside nature is doing this thing it just removes helps to remove that stress from our lives through work through family through relationships okay so um, it's easy to get connected with the world through video, through information, nature helps us to disconnect and become calm. And as I mentioned before, it is a circuit breaker. Right? It's easy to get caught in the same patterns of thinking because we're seeing the same things over and over. Right? We do the exact same things over and over. And so our thinking can become a habit, not a good one. Right? So if we can get out in nature, see different things, experience different things, different smells, different senses, right, different sensations, and that can help us to think differently, which may give us the ideas, the thoughts that we need to change something up. Uh, rule number four, buy less. Uh, it's a shame that many people are happy to constantly buy the latest thing. Um, 
I've got no problem with this phone. It's your money. But if it's going to add stress to your life, then what's the point? Okay? Because people, we get loans for cars and then we worry about paying that loan back, right? We, we, we get stressed about, is this the right TV decision? A lot of actually what we buy actually brings stress to our life. Maybe an equal amount of stress as pleasure, which is odd. Right? We add stress to our lives by trying to own the latest things. Also, we are constantly trying to upgrade our lifestyle. So what happens is you get a promotion or you take a job that pays more. Brilliant. So then what you do is you go spend that extra money you're making on more useless shit. And then at the end of the week, the end of the fortnight or the end of the month or year, whatever, you think to yourself, why can't I seem to save money? Why can't I seem to get ahead? This is called upgrading your lifestyle. You upgrade your lifestyle to match the money that you're making. So you never actually save any money. Why do we do this? Not sure. I guess for the pleasure. Because marketers are very good at what they do. They make us feel bad for not having a certain thing. So we try to feel better. Maybe we just get marketed too too easily. Maybe it's to impress other people. But... Um, we are always constantly, we're just constantly looking to have the latest thing for some reason. Now, you may be listening to this thinking, yeah, but, you know, I work hard, so I deserve to spend the money how I want. Agree, you do. You also deserve to be financially free. And you also shouldn't need to work a 40-hour week until you're 65, 70. The aim is to be financially free, not to look like you're financially free. Stop trying to keep up with everyone and live a simpler life full of less things. Less things is always better. Rule number five, do creative and difficult things. Most people will say that they're not creative. They can't do creative things. But creativity can be learned. A lot of people become good painters, become good artists, become good musicians through practice. You hear their early stuff and it sounds like crap. But you're not hearing their early stuff. You're hearing their polished stuff. So, like anything else in life, creativity can be learned. In fact, the point is that we're pursuing something that we suck at and requires us to create something from nothing, right? The fact that we have to learn is the point, right? It's not actually to create something to sell. It's not even to create something to show the other people, like other people or to sell, not at all. The point is to do something creative. In fact, if you're not creative, this is probably more important for you. Plus, once you've completed something creative, you can be proud that you did something that you weren't very good at. 
and that you stuck to it, and that you learnt something, and you actually did something that you probably thought you couldn't do. Again, benefits. Creativity helps us in other areas of life, right? It gets our minds thinking, helps us to solve other problems. Right? So it's like practicing problem solving, creative problem solving. This next one, rule number what is that? Six. Do meaningful things. So we've got creative things and we've got meaningful things. Um, it's hard to do meaningful things because work gets in the way. And a lot of the time we need, being financially free is important, okay? So doing, sometimes we put that on the back burner, doing something meaningful for money, right? We, or I should say we do, we skip doing something meaningful so we can do, get money, right? We don't want to live in poverty, it makes sense. So we're somewhat in the trap. We need to earn money, which takes a lot of our time, and then we don't have time to do meaningful things. So meaningful things aren't necessarily difficult. They just it means something to you, right? Um, it's something you really want to pursue. It's something that you're passionate about. It's something that will inspire others. Right? But mostly it's something that will inspire you. Okay, So do things that are meaningful to you. Finding those meaningful things takes some trouble now. Right? You've got to start small, you've got to try new things, you've got to find what you enjoy. What, what are the things that bring you energy? Right? What are the, the things that make you feel more energetic when you do them? Those are the meaningful things that you need to do more of. <sighs> Number seven, care less about opinions. So one of the best and worst things about social media is that anyone can basically share their opinion on any topic, even though they were never actually asked for it. So, someone shares their opinion about something that they actually weren't asked to share their opinion about. And then, other people get angry that they shared an opinion that doesn't align with theirs. It is like a cycle of stupidity. Why do we get so angry when others don't agree with us? Just an FYI, it's your fault. If someone doesn't agree with you and you get angry, that's your problem. But just as someone is entitled to their opinion, you are just as entitled to not care about their opinion. Back to the creative and meaningful things. Um, imagine that you really love doing those things and people may give their opinion and that can throw you off. Or you can not care because you enjoy doing it. As long as it's not harming anyone, as long as it's not harming any creatures, not harming the world, why should you care that they have got an opinion about the creative or meaningful thing that you are doing? We get so worried about what others will think so we don't even attempt it or we stop something. Stop it. Right. You're going to get criticism. 
Sometimes it's valid, by the way, criticism. Criticism is, a lot of the times, a good thing. But it still doesn't mean you have to care about it. Really. Someone may say, oh, you should listen to my criticism because you'll improve. And that's probably true. But you've still got the choice to not care about that. Right? So just care less about opinions. You will live a much happier life if you do not care about people's opinions. You really will. And then the final one. Keep in mind you're going to die. I know it's obvious. You know this to be true, but it is still disappointing to hear you're going to die. Fear of death is a real thing. The idea isn't that you are of reminding yourself you're going to die so that you live in a state of fear, so, so you live in a state of happiness, so you live now, so you live in the moment, so you take action, so you enjoy what you have, so you're grateful, right? As Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius said, you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. For me, this is all about a reminder to live the good life and that the small things which cause us anxiety really don't mean that much. I think keeping this in mind helps to direct other areas of your life. Okay, so And it relates directly to the other rules. And so... To finish this podcast off, keep in mind that you're going to die. Exercise often, eat to stay lean and healthy long term so you can make the very most of this one chance because you're going to die. Catch up with friends often because you're going to die. Get sun, see more nature because you're going to die and you won't be seeing it again. Buy less because all those things are pretty useless. Why are they useless? Because you're going to die. Do creative and difficult things so you can maximise your time here because you're going to die. Do meaningful things because you're going to die. Finally, care less about opinions because they're going to die. And as mentioned earlier, you and I will too. That is it for episode 71 Eight rules to a healthier life, better life, sorry. I don't even know the name of my own podcast. That is it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, give a rating on Apple Podcast, five stars. If you didn't, let me know how I can improve. It's all good. All right, that's it. Eight rules for life, done. Until next time, be awesome. Peace.